Welcome to the Psychic Wave Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Sanishin. On this episode, my good friend Nani Serna, lead singer and guitarist for the band Bundy, came by the podcast. I uh, was supposed to have another person come on the podcast, and uh, last minute something came up, and so I hit up my buddy Nani. And I hit him up for many reasons. Uh, One, because I, of course, wanted to hang out with my friend. But Nani is the type of guy that, if given an opportunity to do something related to music and art, will jump on it. And he does that, I think, because he not only enjoys it, but he more than anybody else that I know doesn't like missing an opportunity. And he would probably internally beat himself up about it, uh, at least for an hour or two. And I think Nani's tired of that feeling. Nani's tired of second-guessing things and not putting 150% into whatever he does. And as a podcaster himself and as a band leader, he gets annoyed when people are unprofessional and don't work as hard as they should be working. And more than anything, I think he gets upset when people don't value his, his time or see the work that he's put in to make something work for the both of for both parties involved. But uh, that's something that I really love about Nani. And uh, it's something that I try to take from him whenever I'm around him. I, I try to work off of his steam. I try to hop on the train that he's on and uh, get some shit done. Nani and I talk a lot about rape culture, especially in the music scene and the entertain- entertainment industry. Uh, we chat about podcasts and what it's like to run them and all the fun parts and all the shitty parts. And uh, we also talk about shit musicians, which um, is something I do on every podcast, but Nani really gets into what he hates about certain musicians in the music scene right now. And uh, he even calls somebody out and gives it to them and tells them if they want to (laughs) talk to him about the shit that he talked on this podcast, that they should reach out and message him because he's actually <laughs> quite pissed about it. But that's what's great about having Nani on is he's very honest. And I say that about many guests, uh, but I've been fortunate fortunate enough to have many honest people on this podcast. And what I reflected on this morning about Nani was that at the very beginning of this podcast, I could tell that he was giving me a gift. And that gift was the gift of enthusiastic conversation. As a podcaster himself, and through talking with me over the year, he's known how hard it is to sometimes get a podcast guest excited and uh, driven to make fulfilling conversation. And so I think right out of the gate, Nani as a gift to me, wanted to make my job very easy and very fun. And I just want to recognize that and not let it go unnoticed, that Nani is truly trying to wear many hats and be entertaining 
in each circumstance. And that takes a lot out of me, and I'm sure it takes a lot out of him to service others' needs to make them happy, but that's just the kind of guy that he is. And uh, I appreciate him as a friend and uh, as somebody that I get to do business with as well. So if you don't know already, Psychic Wave live streams all of our podcasts on YouTube. So if you want to get alerts for when we're going live so you can see podcasts like this one uh, on the internet and actually see what my funny friend Nani looks like or hear my annoying voice attached to another annoying face, you can do that on YouTube. And if you subscribe to our YouTube channel, it's youtube.com slash C slash Psychic Wave. You will get alerts for when we go live. And you can actually chat with us like we did in this podcast with many of the people watching. So it's a fun little thing we're doing. And uh, it's made the experience a lot easier and more fun for me to interact with people um, around the world. It's been a lot of fun. So yeah, subscribe, please. So Nani and I, after the podcast, um, we were deciding what we wanted to do. Were we going to play darts at the office and hang? Or was there a show going on? Turns out there was a show going on at the Continental Room in Fullerton. And a band that I had actually opened up for uh, playing a solo set, just me and my guitar, was playing a show tonight. And I really like this band. The band is Mamalarkey, and, you know, it's kind of not, I, I guess there's no point in describing a band, because uh, it's just how you interpret it, but they have, a, they have a good sound to me, and I was really excited to go to that show, so Nani and I hopped in my truck, and we drove to the Continental Room, Nani was uh, nice enough to buy me a beer, and we saw John Lares, who was throwing the show. I just had him on the podcast. And we met a lot of uh, really nice people. I got a chance to talk to Mom Larky. But I also met some people that I did not like so much. And it was very clear to me, being in the back smoking room, chatting with these two guys, that not only were they on either coke or speed, they just had this abrasive, violent negativity about them. And I broke myself away from the conversation as quickly as I could. But one of the guys asked me what bands I think are big locally. Now, even just that question was a little condescending. And so I told him a band or a few bands that I really liked. And of course, him being a negative person, he just scoffed and said, yeah, well, I don't really like those bands. And truth be told, they've had the same like 50 fans come to their shows since high school. And I rebuttaled, well, if they've had the same 50 fans come to their show, they must have really religious fans that enjoy their work. And I'm sure they have more fans than just the same 50 from high school. But I don't know. That guy was just super negative. And being in the music scene, I meet a lot of people like that who thinks that their shit don't stink. And yep, you guessed it. As soon as he was done putting me down and people that I enjoy listening to, 
he gave me his business card for his band. And, uh, you know, I don't see how these people think that they can be a complete fucking dick. And then when you mention that you're in the music scene, all of a sudden change their tune and become nice. And he tried to be nice, but I could see through it, and he was a fucking dick. So, um, basically, fuck you last night to that guy, because you were so negative, and I just had to bring that up. And, uh, anyway, I still ended up having a fun night with Nani, and, um, I appreciated hanging with my pal. So if you don't know already, Psychic Wave is a band, a podcast, which you should know because you're listening to it right now, and a screen printing company. We do merch for a bunch of different bands. We've done merch for the number 44. We've done merch for Bundy. We've done merch for Fellow Robot. We've done merch for uh, chiropractic offices and uh, pretty much everything else. So if you need uh, merch or t-shirts, which is what we specialize in, we can do it for you. And if you want to get a quote, you can send uh, some information about yourself and how many shirts and the design to PsychicWaveUSA at gmail.com. We will get it done for you. All right. So I'm really excited for this podcast. I'm excited for you to listen to it because my buddy Nani is genuinely a very good conversator. If that's a word. Anyway, here it is. Enjoy. All right. <laughs> and we are live with Nani Serna, lead singer, guitarist of the band Bundy, and um, Sick Boy. I was having a coughing fit under the table. Because I'm getting over a cold, yeah, and it's still got the residual um, phlegm and nastiness in my throat. Mm-hmm. Do you know, like, when you get sick and you wake up in the middle of the night, just like coughing up your lungs, and like you, you're you're like deep in like some like beautiful Playboy Mansion fantasy, yeah, and then your fucking lungs just decide to wake you up in the middle of the night. Yes, I've been I've been going through that. Has it been so bad to where your abs and your back hurt? Yeah, my back actually hurts right now. Yeah, I yeah. hate that. Yeah, yeah, and. It actually feels like you could cough up a lung. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's like this, there's this moment where I'm like trying to cough it all out and I'm like, I'm like forcibly trying to cough more phlegm out where um, I just, I'm just like, I could choke on my own. Like I get lightheaded. I could choke on my own fucking cough right now and just die and I'll be fine with that. Whatever. Nice. It's America. 2019. Yeah. I've been so sick. <laughs> I've been so sick to where I've, I've for sure just been like. I don't necessarily want to die, but I would be okay if nothing <laughs> happened and it was all black. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever see the end of Sopranos? Do you ever watch Sopranos, the show? Yeah. The very last episode? So I had never seen... I, I went to um, season three on my PlayStation 3. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was using HBO Now because uh-huh. I have an account. And uh, HBO Now... You flexing? At, yeah. <laughs> but it's not really a flex because it's PlayStation 3. And... uh HBO Now was like, hey, you got to do an update before we, you know, start. And I was like, for sure. Got to, you know, make sure the software is up to date. Updated. And then when I updated, it said, HBO Now is no longer available for PS3. Oh, that sucks. And I was like. So, but did you end up getting to see the whole show? No. Only up to season three. But I did see the 2000s documentary that's out and it showed me the last episode. I don't know that documentary. But yeah, the last episode. 
spoiler alert if you haven't seen the sopranos and for some reason like me want to know what happens at the end uh so the uh they're they're having dinner and it's like there's a hit out on the main character and they're having dinner and then all of a sudden it just turns black like it just stops yeah. and the whole thing was like he died he got shot supposedly but like they don't show any of that right and it's like what a what a what a like not even a cliffhanger not even a like <gasps> was he gonna die or whatever it just yeah. like stops for no reason right but isn't it that like a bunch of people that had a hit on him like came in to the restaurant it wasn't just like one guy yeah yeah it was a bunch of people but you can't like it was insinuated that they were possibly mobsters but it could have also been that he was being a little paranoid or something you know what i mean true anyways point of story which is, is kind it of was like, a stupid ending i fucking hated it yeah i think a lot of people were very upset about that yeah a lot of i heard there was two th- th- sorry from the I'm documentary sorry. that yeah. a lot of people were like did my tv shut off yeah 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 when it, when it, it was there's live. two like big events that happened that really pissed people off in america that's 9 11 mm-hmm. and the end of sopranos without a doubt yeah um probably my top three <laughs> as well and i've never even seen the end are you a game of thrones guy have you seen any of that shit yet no no you should watch it it's good i saw um you know i i got right up to the part where uh uh justin bieber's an asshole prince oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. where um uh uh joffrey yeah and then fat booty um kelly c gets uh raped by her new husband sure yeah 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 and i was like hmm you know, in the books, it's less rapey. <laughs> Good. I mean, you know. She's more into it. She's like way obsessed with him. Because so he's so, so powerful guy. Because, because he's a powerful leader, I guess. I don't know. You she can't finds value in him. do that in 2016. You have to get raped, apparently. Well, what? I think the, the, the whole point of it all, even without seeing the rest of the season or show, is that she was not happy with being someone else's pet or pawn she was always going to be her own strong yes uh dragon lady yeah so if well you haven't seen the the latest episodes what happens at uh the end of the last season like it's um there's one more season it's going to come out april or this month I think it is this month or maybe next month only got a couple days for the story is it's coming out pretty soon and everyone's very excited and there's a lot of things that happened at the end of the last season that um, I wish you, that you knew about so I could talk to you about, but you don't. And it's going to end just like and then, the, and then the And then the podcast cuts off just like entirely. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, that's the connection. It's not the, uh, not the choice of the producers. So um, Tie You Up Queer is uh, somebody that's been talking to us. We're pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. Uh, also, we got fellow robot in the chat. Hey, What's fellow up, robot, Anthony. Anybody that's uh, listening, tie up queer. Yeah, tie up queer. Uh, anybody that's listening throughout this whole thing, we will be checking the comments and talking to you guys periodically. So if you have something to say, fucking say it. Tie up queer. Can you tell me your three deepest fears so we can talk about that? So, anyways, number one is somebody asking me my three deepest fears. <laughs> Do you get stage fright as soon as someone asks you a question you don't know what to do with yourself? Yes. Yeah. Welcome to uh, Psychic Wave Podcast, the two biggest podcasters in this room. Yeah, Bundy has a podcast. Meeting, uh, meeting at Heads. You know, Tess was making fun of you yesterday. For what? <laughs> she, um, she, what was she saying? She's like, she was totally joking and she uh-huh. only said it because it's clearly a joke to yeah, us. Yeah, but fuck her forever. <laughs> 
I will. And um, <laughs> it was, she was like pretending to be you and she's like, oh, I'm Nani. I got blue hair and I'm totally not ripping off Psychic Wave podcast. <laughs> Why I want to know why is every time someone does an impression of me, it's always the "Whoa, I'm Nani" impression. Seriously, I have an, I have another friend who does the same fucking impression of me for some reason. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you know Mike Maldonado's. Yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah, dude. Totally. Wait, but, but he does he does an impression of us uh, of you or me or what? He does an impression of my song "Get It Right." Okay. Um, the chorus. He he always goes. One of these nights, I'll get like gives this like super high like a voice. T Rex style. Um, yeah, a little bit, a little okay. bit. Some Mark yeah. Bolin in there, but um, being made fun of is um, I kind of like it. It's fun if it's your friend. If you're getting roasted, because then it's like you know, it's like a, a, a good humored, good natured kind of thing. But if it's someone that you don't know, uh, it can be off putting. You know what I mean? Yes. Like if it's someone you just met and they're like, oh, I have blue hair. And you're like, oh, that's not funny because I don't know you. Yeah. But if they're like, oh, I'm just fucking around, man. It's like, I don't know. I, I, got, I almost got in a fight one time with some guy. I was, I was friends with some punkers and some punkers, eh? And we went to uh, their house and there was this one guy. His humor was that. He was just like fucking making fun of you the whole time. And I didn't know him at all. It was my first time meeting him. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to fucking come over there and punch your fucking teeth out. He was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What the fuck, bro? And then, uh Got de-escalated by some friends, obviously. But. Nice. Yeah. Punks, man. Can't take them anywhere. Can you pass me a beer? No, you can't. Thank you. Why don't you just put these more in my reach? I just didn't Why? want them in the shot, necessarily. They're very much in the shot. How, much, have, how much can you see? You can, can you see, see my the, sex slaves in the look, back? No. No? No. My R. Kelly sex slaves? No, we here? put a green screen on them. There's actually tons of them all around us here, but you can't tell. That's, um, that's not fun. Can we, can we make fun of R. Kelly for a minute? Yeah, I mean, haven't we been for years since the <laughs> since the piss video? I'm just saying, it came out in the news that this motherfucker and everyone knows how fucking insane he is and how many sexual like weird things that he's been doing. Yeah, he brought up um, Aaliyah when she was like 14. Yeah, and like and he did boosted her, her uh, career because yeah. he uh, boinked her in the oinker. <laughs> but, <laughs> but okay, so there's this thing in in media where we know that these things are legitimate. You know what I mean? Like everyone knew about Bill Cosby at some point, before, like years before he got indicted or whatever. That one, that one is surprising and upsetting to me because I feel like it was almost a secret kept by those people in Hollywood. By Hollywood, sure. And it was like, who are you protecting? This guy's done. His, he hasn't had a hit show in forever. I mean, yeah, but those guys, I feel like they still have a hand or something. They're still like really handsy. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like in the music scene, like there's guys who necessarily aren't in those big bands anymore. But if you talk shit about them, some some promoter guy who's friends with that guy is going to be like, "Hey, man, fuck this band," because they were talking shit about this guy from this one band that didn't play for ten years. Right. So Possible. I've I've worked it out in my head, and it's like number one. If I, this is so shitty to say, but like, say there's a big rock star like uh, Dave Grohl, who sure. everybody knows is like a nice guy. People so, like him. Yeah, supposedly. supposedly. Just wait. And then if I was in a room and I, or I found out that he had raped this girl, it, is it my, like, should I say something? Because, like, and this is after the fact. I can't, like, intervene. Lots of people especially with rape culture, don't like... Well, they say it's like almost uh, offensive to out somebody that's been raped. You know what I mean? So maybe these people felt... Uh, 
It's not my place to say. If they don't want to speak up, but here's the thing. There's so much trauma with rape. It's like, can you even rely on them to fully express how they actually feel? You know, it's it's scary to talk about this in 2019 right now, but I will say this, Andrew, that um, I've had a lot of musician friends, including myself, been accused of stuff like that. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, you know, a lot of it is miscommunication because I hear, there's, I hear the story on the street of like so-and-so was accused of rape. Yeah. And then I hear about it from the other side, like the friends who were there or something. And then they'll mm-hmm. say like, oh, that's not exactly what happened. And the story that's spreading is like an exaggeration of that. And this yeah. happened to so many fucking people I know. That nowadays, when I hear a story of a friend or an acquaintance or someone in the music scene that's been accused of something like that, Unless there's proof or unless there's like, unless they're admitting it or if they're, if, yeah, I don't know. It's really hard to judge. So I just kind of go like, I don't yeah, know. It's almost not know. my, it's not my place. Yeah. It's, it's almost none not of my, my business. Exactly. So unless you're there and you see the situation happen, I feel like it's really hard to have a hard opinion. At least it's really hard for me because I'm not in the vein or of like uh, accusatory, like how most people are online. You yeah. know what I mean? Like most people are like, they, they have very little facts, but they'll jump on something like sharks. Right. So I don't know. Drama. It's just hard. It's hard. Yeah. There's drama, there's gossip and, and it spreads around and it's, and it's ugly usually. And it, and it's exaggerated or manipulated and there's no way of knowing exactly. Yeah. So it gets tricky. I mean, I, I've had instances even before where, um, you know, I meet somebody at a show or something and we're talking, and we're hanging out and then they message me later and they're like, why were you talking to me when you said on your podcast that you have a girlfriend? I'm like, oh, we were just having saying. a conversation. I wasn't like, yeah, 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 yeah. And they're like, I'm not allowed to talk <clears throat> to women now. That's the weird part about being a guy in uh, in a world of toxic masculinity, because most guys I'll be like, to be frank. Yeah, most guys are fucking gross unfortunately and it's and there's this weird line be, okay for an example people are gross there's this woman okay well, this is a weird reverse example of it actually because there's this woman that on her instagram and she's a very beautiful woman mm-hmm. and she'll post things like um you know saying like men are always hitting me up they're so disgusting blah 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 yeah and so i messaged her i was like why do you think it is that men are always hitting you up? Like, what is it about you that you're getting all this attention? Dude. And I was trying to insinuate it because yeah. she's very, Guys, you know. Why, why can't I take a, a, a panty picture doggy style right. without getting hit up now, in my DMs? Now, there is a discussion on feminism about I, can, I should be able to dress like this without people harassing me. But at the same time, that's not how the world works. Yeah. So it's there's like guys hitting her up. Forgetting a small part about reality. Yeah. So there's guys hitting her up and I hit her up and I say like, hey, what's up with that? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to come from a point of like, why do you think it is so I can give her some perspective? And then she reposted what I said, uh, but she only posted the parts yeah. that were uh, conducive to her argument. Yeah. And she didn't name me, thankfully, because she knew, I think she knew that if she named me, I would have come back with the real text. Yeah. But uh, it just taught me a lesson to just butt out. Just fucking butt out. Just yeah. don't even bother. This person messaged me. I think that's a good way to go about the internet stuff. And there, there's this comedian, Chris D'Elia, and he said something that, or he had a rant that I really liked. He was like, somebody says anything I don't like, blocked. Yeah. Somebody disagrees with me, blocked. Why not? You don't have <laughs> to like, worry about I it. Don't ha- I don't but have also, to listen to if you. If you block them, you, don't also, you also don't have to go and talk shit about them. You can just, yeah. let, it, you can just yeah. let it lie. 
let yeah. sleeping dogs lie or whatever the fuck they say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst somebody could say? It's like somebody says, hey, Drew, you're homophobic, and I block them. Yeah. It's like, do we need to get into this conversation? Because I'm not. Well, So why even have an argument? I will say, on the other hand, though, we're not famous enough for that to matter. <laughs> so someone like Kevin Hart. You think? Yeah, someone like Kevin Hart who got accused of homophobia when he had already admitted it and apologized and all that shit. Yeah. He didn't respond to the media for a few days. Because he had already for years in the past. Right. And we've seen this on Ellen. We saw you can go watch the, the thing on Ellen that he where he talks about it. But he didn't respond to it. And because he didn't respond to it, they hit him even harder and they were saying, Oh, he's ignoring the facts. He's yeah. he's blindly doing it and whatever. Uh so I don't know. It's just kind of a lose lose right now. I think people are just looking obviously, you know, we have a, a cancel culture right now and it's really hard to to make a, a statement without being wrong ever. I, uh, yeah, well, that's the world we live in right now. And I haven't gotten in too much trouble. I've been asked to take down podcasts, you know, because I said something somebody didn't like and I respected my guest wishes. Um, Facebook shows me lots of my memories from five to seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I was in high school. I was not very smart. None of us were, man. None of us were. I'm not saying I I'm said perfect, many man. Fucked up I, yeah, of course I've made a lot of mistakes. And I'm hoping that if if I ever do get to a point where I'm like got some clout or some notoriety or something, uh, that people don't look back at my when I was like twelve and I fucking did a post of uh, you know, like a caveman with big boobs or something, you know? Like That's not that I ever did that, I'm just saying funny. <laughs> caveman with big tits? Yeah. That's not the point. The point is, hi Tess, how are hey. you? The point is, um, you know, we grow. And I think that's something that people are just starting to figure out through the Kevin Hart situation yeah. and all that. Okay. So uh, uh, say it's 10 years in the future. Uh-huh. I'm famous. Yeah. And uh, somebody goes back to an old Facebook post from when I'm in high school. And I say uh, fag Yeah. in that post. Sure. This is all hypothetical. Accuse me and ask me what I feel about it. Yeah. Just the fact that we're able to, that you're able to say that word. Now, as as an example, yeah, means that it wasn't that big of a deal a few years ago. You know no, what I mean? Well, I just think it's all it, everything is really about it's situational. Like I'm not gonna. Uh, the point is, I get what you're saying, but the point is, uh, just watch. Pretend it's ten years in the future and accuse me of having a post like that hey andrew it's 10 years in the future mm-hmm. i heard you did a facebook post where you called somebody a fag fuck um yeah i was a dumbass yeah back then mm-hmm. and i apologize sure and uh not that person anymore yeah well you're gonna lose everything that you ever worked for sorry mm, no it just doesn't work that way. Uh, it you doesn't know, because um, p- people. Let me put. It, let me. Let me. Let me do a thought experiment with you. Okay. Okay. So we're in 2019. We're who we are now, and there might be a joke that we have now. Let's just say, for example, guys with mustaches and soul patches, <laughs> fucking losers, right? Okay. And then 20 years from now, people are gonna be like. The fact that people hated people with mustaches back then, yeah, just says a lot about. And then, and then, you know, in in that twenty years, that shit's gonna come back. Like because at the time, it was an innocent little joke, but in the future, it's really not okay. So my, I, I agree. Yeah, that's the way that's the way it works. But I, I think that that's not seeing the forest for the trees. 
It's like we're no longer judging people off of their full character. We're judging them off of a small footprint on the internet yeah. or a small decision that well, they made. Well, that's the problem with fame, isn't it? You don't see someone for real for who they are. You see someone for an image. You see someone on yeah. TV or whatever. You don't you don't think like, oh, that person has feelings and a background and you don't know any of that. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Which is why podcasts are actually pretty important. Yeah. If you think about like Bill Burr, right? Bill Burr's like a, got a great fucking podcast, Monday morning podcast. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't oh my god. It. I hate it. I hate everything. Yeah. That's a terrible impression. Fucking losers. Yeah, yeah, there you go. But he um pretty much you know, he has stand-up that is very offensive. But then if you actually hear him as a real person on his podcast, you realize that it's he's just fucking around. It's all a joke. Right. I mean, I feel like there's some truth to the stuff he says, but it's not... I, I think the point is you have to cultivate an image around you that expresses that you're joking around and that you're comfortable with change and you're comfortable with admitting when you're wrong. Sure. And when you build that for like five years and you say, you look, people fuck up. I give them a break. I fuck up. People hopefully will give me one. I think then people can't really talk shit about you when you've slipped up in a minor way. I want to talk about the rock for a second. Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson. Johnson. He's in a show called Ballers on the Dwayne HBO. The Drock Johnson. Dwayne Burber. the Drock Drack Johnson. Listen, he's on a show called Ballers on, on HBO. Uh-huh. And in this show, he goes on boats with models that are half naked or topless or whatever the fuck. Like okay. it's objectifying women. Okay. And when people in Hollywood think of The Rock, they think of him as like this amazingly nice um thoughtful person because he is in real life supposedly sure from everything we've but seen. he's also in this show that objectifies women and objectifies men as well objectifies everybody he's an actor bitches i'm just saying like that's the point i'm just saying there's a lot of weird double standards there's a lot of confusion right now and i think that we we're not going to be able to I don't think anyone should have a concrete view on anything right now. I think everyone should just be like, we're forming ideas. This is a, we're, we're having a revolution right now, a, th- a thought revolution on what gender is. T-H-O-T? We are, we are. We're, oh no, not like that. <laughs> thought revolution. Well, yeah, kind of, yeah. What is, what is a thought? Like, is a thought um, using her body bad? Is that a bad thing? Or I, is, I don't know, dude. You know, we, I don't know. I don't care how you use your body. As long as you're not hurting somebody else. That's the main thing. And okay, so well, let me ask you yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, but so, thoughts can also be uh, so it can be a feminist thing. Fo- mm-hmm. Thoughts can, they're uh, they're using their body as a, an empowering way, or they can also be um, influencing young girls to do things mindlessly that they would not normally do if they were raised a different way. I think that's bullshit a little bit because I think kids are going to be stupid anyway. Uh huh, and. I think that you can only raise your kids to a certain degree. And even if you have the best parents, there's kids that are going to... I'm not talking about parents. I'm talking about media. No, I know. But here's what I'm saying. Like, so these little girls see Kim Kardashian. Sure. You know, or strippers making a bunch of money. uh, And like, there actually is a girl I know that lives in my little cousin's like apartment complex who is maybe 12 who is dressing like she's Kim Kardashian, taking pictures like she's Kim Kardashian, and acting on social media for all intents and purposes like she's 21 plus. 
I remember when I was little, I looked up to people. It was skateboarders. Sure. And Which at the time were miscreants. They were terrible people. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody liked them. Yeah. I was a, basically a punk. And kids are always going to try to be older than they are. Yeah. There's always that drive. I want to be older. I want to be like, you know, this whatever person. And I think that the reason why I brought up parents is it's the responsibility of the parent to tell the kids like and be real with them about how fucked up this is yeah and the same time culture changes you know in the 1930s we had people like men were fully dressed with fedoras and and ties and now guys wear flip-flops and shorts and it's okay it's totally normal you know yeah but i think letting letting your normal true that's fine but letting your kids subscribe to a youtube channel Mm -hmm. where a guy walked into the japanese suicide forest and filmed a dead body yeah yeah, like if i think that look sometimes things get through that parents can't catch in time but i think most of the time there's just parents that aren't paying attention to what their kids are into and aren't invested in what their kids like and then just like these kids are growing up watching people like Jake well, you're, Paul. You're talking about Paul. Jake Paul, and ja- Jake Paul's a bad example of YouTube culture. Jake Paul's the kind of guy who he he is not thinking about his um, presence in a way of like how can I influence children to be better in the world. He's influencing people to give him money. He's, he's being manipulative. Literally says li- merch in the description every fucking like he's just trying to sell merch. That's all his whole thing is. He's um he's the guy who like rents a Bugatti and is like, hey, look how rich I am. Give me money. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there's other people. Have you subscribed to PewDiePie yet? I love PewDiePie. Yeah. I'm not subscribed to him. My little brother <laughs> you have to, got, you have to. got me into him. You have to subscribe to PewDiePie, and I'll tell you why. Because there's a war going on on the YouTube right now. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah, there is. There's the, there's an Indian channel called the T-Series. Now, T-Series is a giant. It's like MTV, right? It's a giant national-wide or whatever channel. And they are catching up in subscribers to PewDiePie. Now, PewDiePie, who's one guy, for some reason, came in at the right time, and he's the biggest YouTuber. He has the most subscribers or whatever. So the reason why you have to subscribe to PewDiePie is because you want to fight the corporation. You want to support the little guy. You want to support PewDiePie, who makes the dumbest, worst fucking videos. Innocent. It's funny, though. They're funny, but they're innocent. And they're just so stupid. It's it's really dumb, mind-numbing content. But it's entertaining. But it's one guy. That's the whole point. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Where where T Series is an entire corporation well, that are taking PewDiePie over YouTube. Isn't one guy. He so, has editors. Sure, sure, sure. But what I'm trying to say is he. Well, he films his videos by himself and with his webcam. Yeah. And all all the things that he does is just him in front of a camera. But the whole point of the story is is that. You're fighting the idea of corporations taking over something that was built from the people. The people, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's why we want to win against T series. That's the only thing. It's not about PewDiePie necessarily. So this may be a problem with my generation or how I view things, but uh, that's not my fight, and I don't care. Sure. Yeah. Who like, cares? like people people are gonna always like stupid things Uh and that's not really my problem as no it's not of course it's not and 
I'm not saying you have to. I'm just saying I would. I would like you as my friend to subscribe to PewDiePie. I will subscribe to. Thank PewDiePie. you. Yeah, it's not hard. You just push one button. So <laughs> we've got a uh, um, Luis. Luis. He says, "Miss you." Oh, it's Louis. Hi, buddy. Oh, Louis. How, How are I say you? Louis? Sorry, I Louis. miss you too, dude. He's on a. I think he's in like the Norwegian area right now, doing the Beatles. Is he really? Yeah, he's somewhere in the world playing as the Beatles. That's actually, that makes me feel really good. Let's talk about me. The fact that he was watching from the Norwegian area. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I could look up his Instagram, but I'm too no, lazy. But, uh, no, but he'll, he'll type it in the thing. Louis is the drummer for Fellow Robot, and yeah. he's also, um, you know, toured around the world doing stuff with right. uh, his Beatles fam. Yep. And uh, one of the nicest guys ever. The nicest assholes I know. Yes, he is an asshole, but the type that you love. One time we were doing a podcast here, <laughs> and um, we drank very heavily, and Louie passed out on the floor. I think we were supposed to do this. We, we like stopped halfway through. We're going to do a second half. Never works. Never, didn't work. And then I think you end up throwing, throwing away the whole thing. Yes. Because it was a little too much. We, I think we said too much. We were being bad. Yeah. But also, <laughs> the good thing about going live is that you can't take it back. You know, I can talk about rape culture and I can't take it back. It has definitely forced me to rethink the things I'm saying. Yeah. And put more thought into it. But yeah. I'm pretty open with a lot of how I feel because I view this as in the the very smallest terms a diary for me. Sure. To look back on in 10, 20, 30 years and be like, "Wow, that's who I was then." And the least I could do for myself is to be honest. And I might, I'm probably going to be wrong about a lot of shit. You're going to look back and be history. like, oh, wow, I was such a dishonest asshole back then. There, there are a lot of things that I don't bring up. Sure. But the things that I bring up, I'm, for the most part, very, very honest with. Okay. And uh, that podcast that we scrapped. Yeah. We were just being naughty boys. We were probably just. Doing we were devil's advocate we the whole were, time. Yeah, we? we were being bad. I can assume. I can we assume. were talking about... I don't remember. I was really drunk. We were talking about people's kids and not in a negative way, just like I, I think we decided that we talked about a lot of things that maybe we were not in the clear to bring up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know well, I mean? something I've learned from doing my podcast is that, uh, which is Bundy, the podcast on iTunes, uh, is that uh, I've learned how to have a little bit more of a thought filter, you know? I say stupid things a lot, yeah, but I definitely go like, oh, I probably shouldn't bring that up in the middle of this tangent. Yeah. Um, uh, what's your name? We got uh, Knock Norris. He says everyone would sell out. Um, see, here's the thing, Knock Norris, is you can't ever sell out if your idea is to make money. <laughs> what's up, Manny? We got uh, Manny. We got Miguel Lopez. Says, sup, dudes. Sup, guys. We've got uh, Twanner. Twanner. Twanner, always in the building. Twanner's such a great guy, man. I, I, I know. I, I, he cares too much about us. He and cares we are too pieces much. of shit. <laughs> we are such yeah, pieces I'll of shit. I will say this. Uh, Anthony um, of Twanner, uh, he's one of the guys in the music scene who, as soon as his name came into my radar, I realized that this guy is paying attention. You know what I mean? Like he's actually contributing or like doing his best to be a part of the music scene. Yes. And I remember the first time I met him was the night that you guys came out too to the to the back alley at downtown Fullerton. Yeah. And um, 
you know, I meet a lot of bands doing my podcast and doing my band and stuff. And something that I've noticed is that there's certain there's certain bands that like they'll support the scene, they'll support other bands, they'll support the people. And then there's bands that just want to play shows and they don't care about any other bands. They don't care about anybody else. So I want to give a shout out to you, uh, Anthony Twanner, Twanner Music. Um, he's a really fucking passionate, cool guy, and I really appreciate you, man. I concur. And uh, let's uh, and and I know I know you're a busy man, but let's all hang out outside of uh, music stuff. Have you had him on the podcast yet? Yeah. Okay. But uh, not not a live podcast. Uh, so that was like December. But anyway, oh, let's yes, um. I've heard that one. Yeah. Let's let's hang out outside of music stuff. And oh, uh, that's another thing about being be a musician. So you know, in, being in the music scene is really fun because you get to go out to shows like every night and be a drunk ass. But you know what sucks, man? And I've talked to you about this. I want to have friends that we just like watch TV. You know what I mean? I, you know, I used to have friends like that. Um, but riddle me this. Do you? you or, yeah. Would you feel that we were wasting time if you and I just got together to watch? No. Because unless there was a microphone. Oh, can in we view. get together with uh, Rose and Tess and watch The Bachelor? Oh God! I it's think... so funny. Rose would love that. By the way, uh, real quick, knock Norris. Ask any podcast to pull a line to get Joe Rogan views. You would do it. You you would all do it, dude. I like Joe Rogan anyway. I don't understand what that means. Did we talk about selling out at some point? I yeah, don't remember talking. Kind about of. It. What did we bit. say? He said everybody sells out if they had the chance, and um, that's not necessarily true. It depends on the level of selling out. Like here. I'm never going to see, I want to make money. Sure. So me making money isn't selling out. Yeah. But if I like was to have a Scientologist on my podcast. What's wrong with that? And was pretending to. Oh, pretending to be, uh, to agree with him. To agree with them. Sure. Then that's selling out. Yeah. Just There's nothing wrong with making money as long as you don't go back on your values. Exactly. That's yeah. what selling out is. It's yeah. going back on your values. Yeah. Making money is not selling out. Yeah. There's so many bands that are like big bands now that I'm like, at the time when I was younger, I thought, oh, they sold out or whatever. Kings of Leon comes to my mind specifically. And then I, I talked to uh, Jeanette from um, Underground Girl Music. Okay. And she was like, they didn't really sell out. Did, they actually girl grew up. or Underground Girl? Girl, uh, underground, girl Underground Music. Okay. They actually grew up, she told me. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, they used to be like these punk rockers who were looking for something to find. Uh, to, they were looking for reprieve and they were, they were partying. And then when they got older, they got a little more wisdom and they, they decided to change and they just grew up. If I have the chance yeah. to get some kind of deal where I can buy a house in a nice neighborhood, I'll fucking do it. Because I want a house in a nice yeah, it neighborhood. It depends on the contract. Well, well, of course. If they were like... But I've had shitty apartments, man. And I, all I want is me, to not I, have neighbors. Yeah, trust me. But I'm, I'm a musician, man. I don't make a lot of money. And the money that I do make, I spend it on records and uh, things like that. Giving back. Giving back, hopefully. Uh, so, yeah. So selling out, it, you know... It, it only depends on whether or not that you're going back on something that you really value. No, I agree. Knock Norris says, I'm not hating, just saying. Oh, Knock Norris, fuck you, you <laughs> piece of shit. Just kidding. I don't know you. Um, no, but I get what you're saying. Like, uh, there are very... 
prime examples of people doing really out of character things for money. And um, I would say I would say Jake Paul never sold out because he didn't have anything to stand for. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. You know the saying? What is it like? Uh, some saying where it's like there's a snake in the grass or whatever. There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> that. Well, basically, the saying means like uh, it's hard to see a snake coming. Okay, sure. But um, it's not in real life. You can see an asshole no, coming from no, a mile I away. No, I disagree with you, man, because I'm a very trusting person. I have, I have a lot of acquaintances, a lot of friends. Well, I'll say I have a very, few, very few friends, but I have a lot of acquaintances. Not because I'm, I'm afraid. I just have, I'm so busy. I have very little time to just like watch TV or like play video games with someone or have yeah. like a real friend connection. But I will say this. The friends that I did have in life when I was younger, I was very blindly friends with them. Me too. Lots of high school people that I just stuck with. Yeah, and they ended up fucking me over. A lot of them. Same. Yeah. And I remember you told the story on your podcast about how you moved into an apartment with some roommates. Yeah. And you realized that they were taking advantage of you after a while because you were blindly supporting them. And I truly, truly cared about them. Yeah. I really that's, did. That's a really hard lesson to learn is to like... And when they you fucked meet me someone, out of my money. You either decide one or two things. One, one of two things. You decide either that you're never going to hold someone at that same level again. Yeah. Or you're going to blindly be nice to people and hope they don't fuck you over. And if they do, then you just accept it. Maybe when you're young, that's how you view it. Now, now I have a little bit different take on it. Because, but I like the way our relationship works. Because you said something one time that stung a little bit because I was slightly offended just in the moment. But then looking back on it, I was like, oh, no, Nani's totally right. What did I and say? that thing was, you said, I like you so much that uh-huh. I will never be in a band oh, with you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, what? And you were like, yeah, no, we're going to hate each other. Right. And honestly, we're strong personalities. We would not get along in a band. You know, that's, that's, just, that's an interesting thing about uh, my personality is I meet people that I like all the time. I'm a very personable person. Like I, I can yeah. meet anybody and have a good time with you. I've never seen somebody not smile when they see for you. For the most part, for the most part. But I will Except say for this, your landlord. But my landlord. I'm kidding. Uh, but for the most part, um, when I do have friends, if I really, really value them, I will hold them a little at a distance because I'm like, yo, I really like you. Let's not get too personable because if we get too personable then we're going to start realizing the things that we don't like about each other yeah. or we're going to start like butting heads. So it's actually really nice to have space, even in a relationship. True. Like it's really good to have space. Of course. That's why, <laughs> you know, everybody has extracurriculars. You got to yeah. have your, your free time. Yeah. I have a lot of free time hate. in my relationship, but that's good. Different story. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, I told you, I told you the other night we went to Alex's bar. I mentioned, I told you, right? I'm in an open relationship with my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, I told you this. Yeah. Anyways, the point is, I love her. I fucking really appreciate her. And, mm-hmm. we, and I, m- most, she's my significant other. She's my partner in life. We Just not the most significant sometimes. See, that's the thing. <laughs> See, you have a different, you have a different standard. <laughs> I know, I, I know. You know I what do. I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it like, makes me uncomfortable. Well, when not, it comes... Not, not for you. I'm fine with you doing whatever you want. But if you were to do that, you wouldn't be into it. I couldn't. I'd be yeah. too jealous. And that's fine. That's fine. But I think for me, I'm like, I want a partner in life who like, we take care of each other. We pay the bills together. We, we hang out together. We have a great time. But at the same time, if you do make a connection with someone else, then go have fun with them. But you come home every night. You know what I mean? 
I I don't like leftover seafood. You know what I mean? Like if I'm at a restaurant and I I order pasta with shrimp in it, I don't even take that shit home. Like I don't want to see it in the fridge half eaten the next day. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's where I'm coming from. Okay. Like that weirds me out. Okay. I if, I know what you're saying. I just I I I disagree. I think that people have a lot of seafood in their life. <laughs> so I know. I'm just, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Okay, so let's move on. I'm naturally jealous. So Bundy's working on a seven-inch release wait, wait with Fellow Robot. Dude. Wait, we got some questions? Yeah. Uh, Manny Placentia. <laughs> Placentia. Manny, what's up, dude? He says, uh, is that why you don't hit me up, Nani? No, the reason I don't hit you up, Manny, is because you're a piece of shit. Oh, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm joking. No, the reason I don't hit you up, man, is because I'm so busy doing shit. And I'm not the kind of person that like will necessarily just text someone randomly and be like, hey, man, let's hang out. Like yeah. if you if Manny, if you text me and you say, hey, I'm in town or whatever, let's hang out and I'm free. I am super down to hang out with you. You know how I know that you don't do that very often mm-hmm. is because you you hit me up about a week and a half ago and you said, hey, do you want do you and Tess want to go to uh, have dinner with Rose and I? Yeah. And I said, which was a. Go on. It, it was fun. Go on. And in my head, I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is the point? We yeah. don't do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but, you know, I was like, yeah, of course. That I was a that. really weird uh, situation for me because I usually don't hit people up just to have dinner. Yeah, so I was like, yeah, What's I wrong? usually don't. I usually don't. But, um, but because I really wanted to get um, uh, Olive Garden. I've been craving it, but I've never had it. I've never had Olive Garden ever in my what? life. So I, I, I never had it. Did we talk about this? We test? did talk about. We talked about it at the dinner. Oh, okay. I really wanted to get Olive shit. Garden, and then um, I've been talking about it with my girlfriend for a while. And then uh, Tess posted a a, um, a picture of she got a Olive Garden gift uh, gift card. Olive Garden gift. So then I was like, oh, we should go get food together. So it just kind of lined up. Yeah, but we didn't go to Olive Garden. No, we didn't. We went to Boogie de Bebo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So plans change. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm very fluid. I'm very. I'm a very fluid person. Yeah. So Manny, if you if you're in town, you want to get a drink, and I'm available. Absolutely, I'll hang out. But I'm not the kind of person that just hits people up randomly. Usually. Yeah. And uh, to knock Norris, ask Sam for room in his streamer house. You know, uh, it's so funny because he was working on his streaming ambulance in the back of my office here. And uh, I talked to him one of the nights that he was working on it with his girlfriend, Hannah. Yeah, we'll do. And uh, he was working on it here really late with his girlfriend, Hannah. And I was talking to him. I had to go. And I said, all right, see you later. A week later, I find out he left the very next day on his road trip thing and didn't even make a big deal out of it at all. And now I feel like a dick because I didn't say goodbye or good luck on your trip or anything. And um, yeah, I don't think Sam would like it very much if I took up the very limited space in his streaming ambulance. I've been on tour before. I've uh, lived in a van. I've even slept in a van down by the river. And it gets cramped. I love everybody that I went on tour with, but it gets cramped. And um, Sam and I truly aren't that close. I've met him a handful of times, and we've been very nice to each other. But, you know, we don't, like, hang out. (laughs) He's just doing stuff here, but he's a very nice guy. 
His girlfriend's very sweet, and uh, I wish them all the best on their streaming tour across America. Uh, I'm very interested. I, I guess I should watch the stream because I'm very interested to see how they're getting along living with each other for the first time in a tiny, tiny space. Um, if your relationship isn't strong enough, that can be very fucking hard. And uh, I hope that it strengthens their relationship and doesn't make it fall apart. And I mean that sincerely. I'm not trying to be cynical, but it can happen. It can fucking happen. How's your bladder, Nani? It's good. It's empty. Thank all you. All right, guys. I uh, just want to say real quick, if you have any questions for Nani, lead singer, guitarist of the band Bundy from Long Beach, California, please ask your questions. That actually reminds me. Can I talk about the thing I came here to promote now? Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Well, okay. So Bundy's releasing a seven-inch vinyl record with Fellow Robot. We're doing a split vinyl record. I'm very excited about it. It's going to come out in April uh, fifth, I think it's going to be on Spotify and stuff like that. But also, uh, you can get a physical copy through Donut Sounds Records at donutsounds.com. And also, um, we are doing a zine now. We're going to be starting a magazine that, you know, we have a podcast, Bundy the Podcast, on iTunes, which where we like interview local bands just like you do, which is where I got the idea, anyways. <laughs> and uh, and then I'm, I'm one upping you, Andrew, and I'm doing always. Um, I'm doing a a magazine now, so we're gonna do a print magazine. Hey, I thought I was part of that. You are a part of it. Okay. Uh, We just we're still figuring out the back end of it. So we're gonna create a physical print medium, and we're gonna be distributing. It's very gonna be very very short run. It's gonna be only 150 to begin with, and then um, we're gonna be distributing it to bars and stuff. So if if you're lucky enough to get one. That's going to be very cool for you uh, to have it in your hands. But uh, And then we're also going to be doing a digital distribution. So anyways, right now we're looking for contributors, people who go to shows, people who attend uh, local concerts in the L.A. Orange County area who want to contribute. Uh, please email us. Basically, all we're looking for is for you to take iPhone photos, if you're a photographer, even better, and then uh, have a blurb about how the night went, and then send us all that info so we can put it either in print, if it's a good photo, or we can put it on our Instagram to help promote the scene and to help elevate all the musicians at a local level. No big bands. No big bands. Just we bands don't want, you love with all your heart. We don't want Arctic Monkeys. We don't even want, um, you know, who's a mid-level big band nowadays? Um, uh, Stillwater. Stillwater. Whoever the fuck that mid-level is. Mid-level band trying to make way in America. We want small bands. <laughs> we, want, we want the guys that are playing at the bar at 1.30 in the morning. We want to promote them. So hit us up at bundytheband at gmail.com or you can send us an email at rad, uh, was it rad, raddogpublications at gmail.com. So I've got a few things to say about that. Number one, the fact that you did a split with Fellow Robot is like two Long Beach beloved babies coming together. I hope so. Beloved, making a, a big sweet word. love child. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm super stoked for that. It was all thanks to Anthony, actually, the singer of Fellow Robot. He, Anthony Pedroza. He came on your show. Uh, he hit us up about it. He had the idea. 
and we were actually in the middle of recording a single. And so he hit up uh, JR from Donut Sounds, and he asked him if it was cool and he if he would want to do it. Shout out said, Donut Sounds. Shout out to Donut Sounds. And he said that he would want to do it. And I was like, fuck yeah. I Of course I want a vinyl record. And Donut Sounds is yeah. very graciously paying for it. Yep. Um, and, um, and they're very limited as well. So if you want to get one, you got to pre-order one. I'm very excited for um, this split. Tess, I think you pre-ordered one, right? Tess pre-ordered one. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, you're my pre-order, yeah, but I'll get one just share because. one. Yeah. Anyway, no, so, I'll get one because. Um, but it's also the songs are going to be online if you don't have the fifteen dollars to order one. Uh, but uh, they're very good songs. Shh, don't tell them that. Limited edition. Have to order one. <laughs> no, but I'm genuinely stoked for that. Um, out of all the bands that I've met, I think I listened to you, Iris. Bundy, Iris, fellow Shout robot, Iris. kind of the most. Michelle's the babiest babe I know. <sighs> right? Duh. Such a voice. Voice of an angel. Her voice makes me want to melt. Do heroin. Yeah. yeah. Do yeah. heroin. I yeah. would literally do heroin totally. to her. Not literally, but do you I have would think heroin? about it. Oh, speaking of which, I heroin? did cocaine for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> did I tell you this? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I want to... So... Uh, this split that you're doing with fellow robots oh, yeah. through um, Donut Sounds, which I would like to shout out, um, because Donut Sounds is one of the most uh, straightforward, no bullshit. Oh yeah, record companies. I've JR's ever worked just with. like he's like you. Want, you guys ready? Let's do it. Jr. Gas is just ready to help out these bands and uh, do some cool stuff. And uh, I, I gotta t- say, I was suspicious at first. Yeah. When what? I first met him, because I thought I thought I was like, what is what is his angle? Does he want like fifty percent? Does he want the right. rights? But then he was just like, no, I'm just gonna fucking pay for it. So I did T-shirts for fellow robot through Donut Sounds. Donut Sounds is selling those on their website right now. So if you want a fellow robot T-shirt, go and get one. And um, he is the only person who has paid me the deposit and the f- completed fifty percent. In a day without seeing the physical product. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he was the, very trusting. The amount of trust of that you. he had. Yeah. Uh, and the the amount of correspondence, he just ran things really smoothly. And so I'm really excited for you guys to do more things with Donut Sounds. And we're not literally, we're not really signed on Donut Sounds. We're not signed to them. No, we he, don't just, have any he just produced a split. Them. He just helped us out. But JR is looking for new bands. So if you're in a band and you want to get your shit pressed, DonutSounds.com. So um, we got uh, Manny. He said, if either of you guys went to a show and the band sucked, how would you tell them and how would you write about it? See, here's the thing. Uh, I'm very, I don't know if it's lucky or uh, misfortuned enough to be an honest enough person to when I hear a band. Uh, I remember the first time I met this band called New American. I, I walked up to them. And I said, hey, man, that sounded pretty good, but your guitar was really low and your vocals kind of sucked tonight. Mm-hmm. But I just, I, like, I just told them that as like creative I criticism. like what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, you have a good sound, but tonight in particular. You did not nail it. Exactly. So it's not about like overall you guys suck. It's like tonight the sound wasn't good for this reason, See, in my opinion. And uh, that's probably why you're a better person than me because I would be... I would either be unbelievably brutal if I... Okay, so if I worked for a publication that made me write about the show, like it was my job, I could not not write about it, I would be unbelievably brutal, probably. But most of the time when I go to see bands and they suck, there's just no mention of it. 
I just feel like who cares if By the that way, one particular I like New American. They've been on the podcast. They're a great band. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying that night they weren't great, and that was the first night I saw them. It wasn't that they weren't good. It's just certain parts of their show weren't good. So different venues are different. See, it's I'm a musician. I'm a musician, so I'm able to see that it's not the entirety of the band. It's just a certain part of the band. I've even been to shows where the band was apparently from the other people who were there. They thought they were god awful, and I saw the value in some these certain band. And I was like, you know what? I want to record this band. I think they're really cool. They have an interesting sound. Yeah. And then my girlfriend at the time was like, why? They're garbage. And I was like, no, 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 no. Yeah, they don't play well. They're not good at their instruments, but they have interesting, there's something interesting about them. You know what I mean? There's, I do have that part of me too, that like, if, if I see some merit in it, yeah, I, there's value to everything. Right. I just feel like the only, the only bands that I found, find valueless are the bands that are generic. The bands that literally don't try to do anything different. Yeah. Exactly. Those are the bands that bother me. Agree 100%. You could be the the shittiest fucking band who've never touched a guitar in your life. It's your first show, but you're doing something different. We already I'm have love it. We already have the strokes. We don't need sure. two. Yeah. We don't need two. Yeah. Exactly. That goes Let's with talk everything. shit about a band. Hold on. I got some questions for you from oh, some okay. from some fans. Oh, they cool. uh, were on the Instagram. Nice. Thank and you. uh they they wanted to uh, have some questions answered. So, the f- most recent one is from Twanner. Twanner. Twanner wants to know, what's your marketing slash promotion plan on releasing these singles? So these singles, for the first one that's coming out, is we're going to be releasing the 7-inch vinyl, and that's going to be through Donut Sounds Records like we talked about previously, and that's going to be a great thing because we're already, uh, through Anthony, uh, the fellow robots, PR, and through our PR, we are putting it out to different magazines, through different blogs, and so that's going to be important because write-ups are important. Then we're going to be doing another write-up uh, or another single called Enough to Know. That's uh, probably, I haven't talked about that yet, but we're doing another single and it's going to be the same thing, but not on vinyl. That's going to be a digital only release. So we're going to release that film, a single as well through blogs and things like that. And what that means is basically I'm sitting behind a computer for like four hours a day just sending emails to blogs. And, you know, there's cookie, Sounds like it there's sucks. Cookie, it does suck. <laughs> yeah, that's why yeah, I'm exaggerating. But it does suck. Because yeah. you're, you're, you can write a cookie cutter email and just copy paste. You can copy paste all day. But in order to get those, the blog's attention, you need to actually read their blog, find the writers, yeah. see what they're about. Care about what you're doing. Exactly. So it's a lot of work. Um, and that's, that's my strategy, is just to read the blog's to see what's ab- what they're about and send them a personal email. Very cool. It makes sense. Care yeah. about what you're doing. Professionally personal. Professionally personal. TM that We've shit. We've talked about, we talked about this in this car earlier. With our podcast, when you send us a <laughs> message that says, yo, bro, how do I get on your podcast? Fuck you. You're not coming on my podcast. <laughs> if you send me a message that says, my band's releasing a seven-inch record. Here's a blurb about us, and here's our press, and here's our EPK. You're on the show. I don't, I don't care if I don't like your music. You're on the show. Look, I know it seems like we just fart around, drink beer, and uh, don't try very hard. Like I get that that's how it looks, but I promise you there... It's so much work. There have been hours and hours of prep that goes into us doing this. And um, what, it, How much does your rig cost? All together? Yeah. So everything. you got 100, 200, 700. That's almost 1,000 there. You got a monitor that's 300. That's another $200. That's over 1,500 bucks. Then you got your 
your video podcast setup over here, that's another $500. That's almost $2,000. And then your camera is another $700. That's over uh, $2,500 for just the setup that you have right now. Yeah. I was given a lot of this stuff, to be honest. But I get your point. But It's not cheap and it's not easy. My point is you could give anybody all of the same equipment for free and they still might not put in they wouldn't have the passion the year of work yeah. that it took me yeah, to get exactly. to even here which exactly. isn't even that big you worked really hard so, to get to the point that you are so just send me a nice email and don't act entitled same thing with blogs people I are gonna hate to, me i talked to jeanette from girl <laughs> underground music yeah and i interviewed her for my podcast and she said the thing that bothers me is that people think that my job is easy i just oh, write up, yeah i just write up a blog about you yeah it's not no I go to your show, I pay to get in, I take pictures, yeah. I actually sit there and watch. There, there's so much that goes into it. You know, just even going to a show means you don't have time to go somewhere else. Have some goddamn respect. All right, another question we got <laughs> is from Coffee Was a Good Idea on Instagram. Oh, what's up, dude? How are you? He said, can we talk about the band's decision to get a booking agent? Oh, okay. John Lara's CLO agency. So when we decided to get a booking agency, the problem why we wanted a booking agent is because booking shows is a lot of fucking work. And you know this, Andrew. It's a lot of like bands or divas. Venues can get hard to get back to sometimes. Yeah. It's just a lot of work. And so we're so busy doing the podcast and the live stream that we were doing and the the singles and the records and all that shit that at some point we were just like, dude, we need help. We need a hand. So luckily, and I, I, I heard this from Lars after the fact, after we got uh, with him, he said that he had heard about us through a lot of different people. He told me that on the podcast that I just did with him. Yeah. He said to me that he had heard about us because we had a good attitude and because we worked hard and we were doing our best. I I totally fucking agree. Yeah. I've so, said that to many people. Bundy works hard. They out of all the bands that I know. But anybody can do that's a, what I'm trying to say. Anybody, oh, can, anybody do can do it. But there's a handful that actually work really hard. Yeah. And I think to your point, is you work so hard that now you have at least a slice of it that's freed up. Exactly. Because of John. And the reason why we have it freed up is because somebody who has a little bit of knowledge and a little bit of gumption for some reason believes in us, that's a big deal. That's a big deal to me. Someone cares about our music enough to help us. That's pretty fucking cool. It is. That's a good answer. Louis says, hey, who's mixing these singles? Louis mixing these singles. Louis, uh, he has got a studio in Signal Hill. It's called um britain's finest bf studios and uh you can find that online and he's mixing our studios we tracked our studio or we tracked our singles at our studio and then we sent that to him and he's 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 mixing them and he does a great job so if you need any tracking or mixing or anything hit him up his instagram is saw tomorrow s-a-s-a-w tomorrow on instagram spell tomorrow T-O-M-O-R-R-O-W. Okay, good. All right. And uh, we got um, Manny actually saying, Louie, huge fan, man. So he's talking to Louie in the chat. Louie says, thanks, man. Now they're Very buds. Cool. Now they're buds. Now they're buds. Now they're going to go to can I say, not Olive Garden. Can I say... <laughs> 
can I say, doing this podcast, I've seen so many people connect with other people through our podcasts. I remember when Twaner... We're literally gods. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm no. just kidding. I just think it's important, dude, yeah, no, because there's so many people who aren't connecting bridges. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, who it makes me playing, feel good. Yeah. It, it's fucking awesome. When I saw Twaner hook up with Newton's Dark Room... Oh, yeah. I was like, shit. And when I saw Newton's Dark Room hook up with you guys, and all these bands are starting to come together... I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, building a community. It's amazing. So that is, I okay, so I, when I started this podcast, was doing it just to kind of save my own ass from boredom. Right, yeah. Um, You came on my podcast, podcast number six. Okay. That's what it was. I looked it up recently. Rhymes with dicks. Yes. And uh, you said that you came on because you saw that I put at least some effort into yeah. doing something. Yeah. You but, had a on. you had a graphic, your little psychic wave. Graphic. Took me hours. <laughs> Took you hours. So I said, "Hey, man, that's a really cool little graphic that you made." And, you, and then you said, "It took me hours." And then I was like, "That's awesome." And then you said, "Can you come on my podcast?" I only came on your podcast because I saw that you were trying. Yes, um, I'm slowly losing my train of thought after all these beers. Choo choo. Uh, oh, uh, oh no no no! But what I was gonna say is that. There's a lot of people that I've met that have come to me with ideas or dreams. And from the very beginning, you were like, I just want to bring people together, man. I just want to make it easier for musicians to get the credit that they deserve. And can I say there's a lot of people out there that think I'm a fucking fake? That sucks. He's a hologram, That's a folks. sucky fucking what feeling. What do you mean? What are you talking about? That's a sucky feeling to have bands in your community think that you are doing this to self-promote. It's a really shitty feeling. I mean, it helps, but that's not the only reason. It helps in the fact that I like... It's a mutual how thing. How does it help? No, exactly. Having you on my podcast helps me. Yeah. Having you on my podcast yeah. helps you. Having working, me working, on your... Working it, together... Is very important. That's so stupid that people understand. can be like, you know, just work together. I'm getting mad. Anyway, I'm getting mad too. I'm getting all right. I'm up. getting mad. All right, so we're at the end here. Yeah, let's it's end an it. hour. Let's I'm going to ask you the uh, two questions that okay. I ask everybody. Yes, yes. Give us a band, artist, musician that you hate. I'll give one too, and I'm going to try to give one that I haven't given yet. I'm not going to give you a musician or a band because I can't think of one right now. But I will, I will name names on someone that I will never work with again. That I want bands to avoid. Okay, go. Because if you're a new band and you want to start playing shows, you're going to play any dirty, nasty show that you want. Now, maybe you should work with them for a couple shows, but don't work with them for very long. Don't trust them. Don't fucking... Don't. His name is Wes Fuller. Okay. Brutal Bands Entertainment. Don't work with him for very long if you work with him because he does not give a shit about your band. He, we started playing with him when we first started playing. He literally would lie to my face and tell me that he listened to our music and then would book us shows and then we would play a show and then he would tell my girlfriend asked him, oh, have you heard their tracks? And he was like, no, I haven't, I haven't actually listened to them yet. Mm. Like he lies. And then he'll book your show. Literally, his whole job is just to book the night. He doesn't care about what bands he books. And I'm talking shit, West. Hit me up. Seriously. Anyways, that's the point of the story. Don't work with, don't work with him unless you're willing to play a shitty show. Tight. I don't like Sia. 
<laughs> I know a lot of bands. I, I thought about this because I watched your podcast before I came on tonight, yeah. and I I saw that bands never call anybody out, and yeah. I'm not I'm not trying to call anybody out specifically because there's bands that I hate. I I really I work with a lot of bands. There's some bands that irk me a little bit, but like no one that I fucking hate. This yeah. one guy, Wes, dude, he takes advantage of people. He takes advantage okay. of people, and you should avoid him. That's fuck it. that guy. I'm serious. Avoid him. No, I'm not even joking. If Nani doesn't like him, you should probably should. I'm like sorry, him. dude. I'm sorry, Wes, but you take advantage of people. All right, let's move on. What's Redeem next yourself. Question? Next question. Give us one band, artist, or musician that you love that we should all be I listening to. I will say, to. when I saw number 44 live at the Continental Room, they blew my fucking mind away. Different energy than like all the bands going on right now. They had, they had performance coming out of their goddamn ears. Out of their fucking dick pores. Now, before I played that show, I got a nasty message from someone that was talking shit me too number 44 yeah i didn't know anything about them i had no idea who they were i got the message and i went oh i'll watch my back that sounds dangerous thanks for the heads up i saw them live they were super fucking nice to me yeah they were an amazing band live to the point where we're gonna play with them in san diego yeah and i asked them to play our seven inch release show at alex's bar wonderful they're an amazing i love those dudes Evan Aiken, especially, thank you so much, man, for like thinking of me so often for all the shit that you have been. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. But I love all those dudes. And I got I got a message or two telling me, uh, talking a lot of shit on those guys. And um, the truth is, I've talked to them about that said thing. And they're very reasonable people. And again, it's not my place to comment on it. But the story don't line up. It doesn't line up, don't line and up. they're amazing people, amazing bands. So here's another couple bands, okay? Chase Petra <laughs> out of Long Beach, fucking amazing band. You want to go off on bands? I know so many bands. No, Tess, can you check the battery level right now, please? You know how? Uh, thank, thank you so. Go much. watch Fart Barf if you want to have oh, your yeah. asshole blown out. Go watch oh, cool. Fart Barf if you want to dance till your fucking asshole explodes. I was just telling my grandma about Fart Barf. Yeah, and um. She thought it was a great name. It's a terrible name. When I first heard the name, I thought I don't. I do not want to watch this band. There's another band called Scatter Gather. I don't know where they're from. I think from like oh, the Midwest. Amazing band. Another band. They're called. Um, uh, oh shit! What the fuck are they called? They're an Israeli surf rock band. And I saw them with Rudy DeAnda. Also, Rudy DeAnda can't sing for shit, but his music is amazing. Um, ha! Uh, fuck! I wish I could name it. Remember the name of the band, but I can't. They're so amazing. They have this prog rock drummer. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> There's so many good bands out there. There's so many good bands. And all the local bands that I'm not going to name because I don't have time, you're all amazing too. All right, folks. Well, the band I think everyone should be listening to is Bundy. Yay! Name another band. Yay! No, name that's, another band. that's what I do. That's the gimmick. You. I hate your gimmick. Name a real band that you really fucking like. The, a recent band that you just found. A re- uh, oh. Um, e- uh, uh, uh. Hold on. Alvin and uh, the Chipmunks? E. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> ah, ah. What is that? No. Bang. Wada wada bang bang. Ding ding. <laughs> Isn't that Grease? I don't know. That's Grease. I have no idea. Um, a band that I that you really recently like. found. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I create a playlist every month of new music. That I like. It's 50 songs and make it on the playlist or not. 50 songs to leave your lover. 
Paul Simon? Yeah. Oh. I love Paul Simon. And my phone just died. Oh, so, shit. um Now you got to do it with your brain. <sighs> Tough oh, times. I, 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 okay, I'm going to be lame, but I did just figure out the nude party. And uh, I like them a lot. The nude party? Yeah. I heard them recently. They're on Spotify. They're like um they're like um a Beatle esque kind of burger records kinda They've got a thing in it. Yeah, it, yeah, it reminded yeah. me a lot of uh Together Pangea. Okay. But sure. they have more of a uh Western folky vibe. Okay. Which I'm very into apparently. Uh huh. And uh a I really spindrift. Love you heard spindrift? No. Real Western. Real no. Western. Western psychedelic. No. They're I'll good. check it out. Anyway, let's drink beers and uh let me take a pee pee pee. There's so many good bands. I could literally talk for hours, but go on. Uh, Everybody check out Bundy the podcast, Bundy the band, buy the seven inch split from Donut Sounds with Fellow Robot. Bundy LBC. Instagram Bundy LBC. And uh, I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I've worked with a lot of people for this podcast. And Nani would legit a star is born himself just to give you the content that uh, I don't even know what that means. We don't even deserve, but uh, Nani works so much harder than everyone I've met. So, and it's not, <laughs> and I drink is hard too. That's why I love him. All right, goodbye. All right, you beautiful pieces of shit. That just about does it for this episode of the Psychic Wave podcast. Big thanks again to my buddy Nani. Uh, Love you very much, and I am always happy to see you, and I always feel better about the direction of music, the people involved in the community, and my overall well-being after hanging out with you. So I truly appreciate it. I hope that you take the things I say about you um, very seriously and you don't just pass them off as um, me just trying to be nice because I mean it and uh, I think you deserve uh, a lot of great things this world has to offer. I truly do. So love you, buddy. Thanks for coming on. If you want to follow The Psychic Wave on Instagram, we are at The Psychic Wave. If you want to follow my personal account, you're welcome to do so. I have since made my personal account private, but if you want to follow me, you can give me a follow request, and I'll uh, see if you're cool enough. I'll see if you're cool, man, if, if I want you to see my personal life. And uh, my personal Instagram is at Andrew Sanishin. Sanishin is spelled S-A-N-Y-S-H-Y-N. Also, just want to mention again that we are live streaming these podcasts on YouTube. Uh, Type in Psychic Wave on YouTube and we should come up. Subscribe to the podcast to get alerts for when we go live. And you can actually watch us here in the Psychic Wave studio have these conversations. And you can actually chat with us like we did in this podcast with many of the people watching. It was a bunch of fun. So, I feel good, man. I feel really good, especially after doing this podcast. Um, But it's not just that. I have been definitely working harder because I have a tendency to get lazy and complacent, but I have had a fire under my ass lately that 
has been really good for me. And, you know, I'm 25 years old, still trying to figure shit out. But I've got a few things figured out already that I just need to be more consistent with. Number one, working out daily. In the past two days, I've ran nine miles. For a lot of you, that's not, you know, a big accomplishment. But for me, uh, to even make the time to run and exercise in my daily schedule is a big thing. It's oftentimes hard for me to uh, get out of that slump. You know what I mean? And so I I have back issues, sort of. I was born with a, a slight case of spina bifida. It doesn't really affect me that much, but I do get bad aches and pains in my back. Could be the drinking, could be the partying, but when I run, oh, after that run, my back feels loose, straightened out, but strong. And uh, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you. I guess I'm just in a good mood. And um, I wish that somebody would have told me earlier, even if I probably wouldn't have listened, I wish somebody would have said to me, you know, you can party and you can have fun. But don't do it as much as you are. I guess I have had people in my life telling me that, but they're they're my parents and uh, my family members who care about my well-being. But you know, especially in the rock scene, you you get pushed more to party hard than to take it easy and do things only sparingly. The older I get, the more I love sleep, the more I hate feeling like shit in the morning, and the less I drink, the less I kind of beat myself up uh, by personal choices. So, I don't know, I I feel great today, and um, doing this podcast last night made me really happy, so I'll just leave you guys with that. I'm feeling good, I hope you're feeling good too. Um... There's been a lot of negative things going on in the world, and if you ever need uh, somebody to talk to, uh, you're more than welcome to send an email to psychicwave at or psychicwaveusa at gmail dot com, and I will do my best to um, listen and have a chat with you. And I mean that because mental health right now is a huge subject in the United States, at least. And many people that we should have had a lot longer in this world um, aren't here anymore. And if I can talk to you or help you out in any way, I would love to. Um, Again, I'm not a professional in any sense, so if you're having really deep, dark thoughts, there are always hotlines that you can call. But uh, if you just want to chat, reach out. It'll be good. Anyway, I truly do care about everybody that's listened to this podcast. It means a lot to me. I'm surprised that anybody gives a shit about it. So uh, I just want to give back if I can. All right. That's it. Have a good day. Love you.